the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. This season, season five, in the kitchen. What is the heart of the home? What room is the heart of the home? And that is the kitchen. I'm so happy to have Brian Stanley here with me today. Brian is a home inspector and he has Inspect KC is his company. So we're gonna get to know Brian. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And you're gonna make some pecan balls. I'm excited. Okay, you saw the Kahlua and you're just like, okay, I'm in whatever it takes. So um, first of all, I want to, let's get started because our ice cream may be melting. But if you've got Homes That Cook, the book, or you want Homes That Cook, the book, Buying, Selling, and Creating a Home That Cooks, it's available on Amazon.com. Simply search Home That Cook, Homes That Cook. Page 135 is the pecan balls. However, we are offering all of these recipes from season five available to you on our website. If you go to lettyann.com forward slash season five recipes, all of those will be there for you. Just hit download and, and they're yours. Um, so again, for the sake of the ice cream, we're gonna get started here. All right. But I just wanna say a little bit of a trick. This is my Aunt Letty's pecan ball recipe. Okay. So uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My Aunt Letty is, was an angel on earth. Uh, she's a dietitian. She had her own restaurant in a department store. Uh, she was uh, very meticulous and everything needed to be right, but in a very, very loving way. Not yeah. the need to be right in a bad way. So for her pecan balls, as she always taught me, <clears throat> you want the balls to remain spherical. What's the word, Andy? Round. Okay, I'm gonna get this. Uh, Alex, if you can see, yes, remain round. So Alex, uh, I should have you do this because you're the inspector. Okay. Uh, maybe you can just inspect what I've done here. Okay, so, so far we're, we're looking good. Okay, excellent. So you won't kill my deal. I won't. Good, all right, so I put saran wrap on top of the little dish we have here. And uh, Brian, I know you're familiar with this tool. Yes. Let's make a round ball. Uh, so I'm just using Dutch chocolate ice cream uh, and some uh, creamy vanilla. It's actually a mix right in there. Um, let's get a little bit more. more? And I know okay. you washed your hands because I saw you. And that if you'll just make a ball. Uh, let's do the melted stuff. We'll try to leave in there. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. In your hand, like a snowball. All right. Ball. Here we go. Don't be throwing anything. Okay. Now just drop it in there. Roll it around, and then make like your ball. Okay. So we're essentially uh, encrusting the ice cream with chopped pecans. All right. Okay, does it look pretty Feel good? Like, like, yeah, like just a few yeah. more. There we okay. go. Now let's put it right on here to keep its shape. Let's do one more. Okay. And then we're gonna throw those in the freezer so they can start firming up. That really is soft, isn't it's it? It's getting pretty soft. Yeah. All right. You continue with that. I'll remove this. And we'll get another one on there. Thank you. One? Yes. There you go. <clears throat> Okay, so I'll talk about this while Brian's talk, doing that. <clears throat> so in uh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, pecan balls are on the dessert menu almost in every restaurant. Almost every restaurant has pecan balls. Uh, it's a staple. Not sure if it's a Pennsylvania thing. If you want to Sure, that. let's switch sides. Yes, we'll switch for a second. And I'm going to get these off to the freezer. So um, the... 
what you can get is either butterscotch, caramel, or chocolate sauce on your pecan ball. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna just do this and get this going and then we're going to learn more about Brian. <clears throat> Here are some finished pecan balls right out of the freezer. Uh, my Aunt Letty loved to put Kahlua on her ice cream. So uh, she actually made her own Kahlua as well. So we're gonna do that. Um, <clears throat> let's learn a little bit about Brian first before we dive into the sugar. Okay. Okay, so why? when did you decide to be a home inspector and why? So um, I kind of stumbled into become a, a home inspector through a friend of mine and we, that was a mutual friend of a man that owned a home inspection company. And he was hiring and this friend kind of knew my background of having worked in construction since high school. And so that introduction was made and it was kind of just the perfect fit for my background of construction and my pursuit of knowledge of all things to do with houses. So prior to that, I really hadn't even ever thought of home inspecting or um, almost didn't even realize it was a thing. What's your favorite thing about inspecting homes? And then we'll talk about the importance of a home inspection. So I would say that my favorite thing, I mean, it's really great to be able to kind of have a different scenery every day and to be working with different people every day. So it, whether it's a first time buyer and I'm kind of teaching them about all these various things about their house or the buyer that's, you know, owned plenty of homes and pretty much knows everything there is and they just want the fast details. Um, I just really like the change of scenery, the change of personalities. It's, it's a really good fit, I think. For so change of scenery, what's the craziest thing? You've had to see some really crazy things. It is true. And I, that is I love home inspections because there's something new every time. I love going on home inspections. Yeah, that is very true. And that is the most asked question that I get as a home inspector. What's the craziest thing you've seen? So here it is, the craziest thing that I've seen in my five years of home inspecting. Do I need and to sit is, down? Because I don't you know You might the need to because this to is... <laughs> Wait, let me get the Kahlua. Yeah, no. brace yourself, right? So I got a call for a collapsed ceiling inside a forensic autopsy lab and they wanted to know why did our ceiling collapse? Is the rest of it going to collapse? You know, like we need somebody in here to give us some answers and diagnose this issue. So it was the real deal, like the tables all around the room, the body bags, the freezer, everything. So the problem ended up being an issue with an oversizing of their air conditioning system, which was not pulling the moisture out of the air, which kind of technical, but that was the issue that they were facing. And it, it was very, uh, it smelled pretty bad. Was in anyone there. injured or killed in the process? No, fortunately, <laughs> they, they, were, they were already dead. So is this like a school? Okay, this. Okay, but this wasn't in someone's home. No, no, this was like a commercial inspector. property. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it was. Um, but there were people oh, working wild. there when yeah. it happened. Yeah. Don't they put those anyway? We don't want to go there. We're yeah. The kitchen. Let's we don't keep need it to on the. Uh... That. Um, but what's an? I mean, what's the next? What's second behind that? So there was another instance, and this is kind of rare uh, in our market because the real estate agent usually accompanies the inspector. But in this case, they gave me the combo code and I let myself in the house and I was going through just 
happy-go-lucky inspecting this house. And then the buyer and agent show up and they said, hey, you've already been inside. What are your thoughts on that big hole in the floor? And I thought, am I a terrible inspector or oh, no. what? Because I didn't see a hole in the floor. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they said, oh, well, they must have covered it up. Come with us. So we go in this back room and the buyer reaches down and grabs the carpet of the room and just pulls the whole thing back. And there was a big, I mean, it was probably like a six by three foot hole in the floor that dropped down eight feet into a cistern that was under the floor. So a big concrete tank under the floor covered with just this thin rusted out metal plate. And then, but it was covered with carpet and padding, so I had no idea. So they pulled that back, and I mean, my heart dropped because I thought, how did I not step on that? You could have fallen right through. Yes, absolutely. Gosh. I, I was just picturing this scenario in my mind of being alone in this house, falling, you know, eight or nine feet down into this, and it, it had water in there and a bunch of lumber that had collapsed and everything. And I just thought... What caused the hole in the wall, in the floor? Well, it was, it was there on purpose. There used to be a, like a staircase. Oh, gotcha. Or a ladder down yeah. in there. So dangerous. But the lid had rusted through, and it was extremely precarious. And I just thought, I don't know if I ever want to go in a house alone again. I, I just feel like I would have been knocked out and trapped. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on because okay. I've got so many questions for you. Why do home inspectors get a bad rap? You know, that is a good question. I think that some of it is, we'll say that the, um, the path to becoming a home inspector is maybe a little less strenuous than it should be. So mo if you just had a list of every home inspector, then most of them are going to be in like their first or second year. There's, it's kind of a high turnover. Um, a lot of people think that they have what it takes and can do it. Um, and so you kind of have that where you just basically have rookies um, making up a bigger part of the industry than maybe they should. Mm -hmm. um, so then you have the stories of, oh, my home inspector missed things and, and things like that. Um, another one, I think, is that the home, inspect home inspection industry is only about 40 years old. And most of it was kind of like tradesmen that were sort of nearing the end of their careers. The construction trades were being hard on their bodies and they were kind of ready to move on to something a little less difficult. And so home inspections is kind of a natural progression there. So you kind of just have these old curmudgeon type, you know, they're used to working on job sites with construction crews and then you're putting them in the middle of- Wait, hold that thought. Yeah. Less strenuous, uh, crawling through a, under a, in a crawl space? You that's know? not that's not less strenuous. And what <laughs> have you seen these tiny attic spaces that literally you're crawling? Yeah. You know, I don't do it, but I'm like, thank God I'm not up there doing that. Right? Yeah. No, I get that. And having come from construction, I definitely feel like home inspections are less strenuous because while we do have to go into every nook and cranny, yeah. we don't have to work there all day. But you don't have to go in the cistern. That's true. If you're lucky, you don't end up in the cistern. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that um, that side of it where now I feel like there's this kind of like new generation, the second generation of home inspectors coming in that are very focused on like customer service and ease of use of having that report that's not just a mile long PDF, but more interactive kind of products, a lot more on the customer service side and those kinds of things. And explaining things. 
That's right, too, yeah. So that, I mean, that's a stressful two to three hours for you. It, it can be. Well, I, I'm only saying that because, one, you have the buyers who are already emotionally involved or, right. oh, my God, oh, my God, I hope everything's good, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, the people with the hole in the floor or... Um, but then if they're first time home buyers, they're really like, what do you, what's your role here? Right. Well, and we try to explain to our buyers, uh, the, the role of the home inspector is for the majority to call out any safety items. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, safety items. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but then there's other things you call out because you, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and for my sellers, I tell them when they ask me, well, why aren't you sending me, if I'm the listing agent, why aren't you sending me uh, the report from Invest, uh, Inspect KC? I'll say, because all we need to know is, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, what the buyer would like us to do. Because I've learned, and if you're a real estate agent out there, I've learned that if you give the seller, switching channels, the inspection report, they get very upset. They lose sleep. I can't believe they called this out. Can't believe they called that out. Mm-hmm. People, my sellers will say, please send that to me. And I will say, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. going to wait until they ask you. And then the, inevitably the buyer might ask for two things. That's right. I said, I just saved you from two weeks of uh, insomnia. Right. And anger. Or fixing things that the buyer didn't want you to fix anyway. Inevitably they're like, well, we're just going to start from the top. And right. oh, we're going to, you know, you know, whatever that crack, you know, so mm-hmm. seal the crack. And I'm like, no, you don't even need to stress about that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, tick, we're going we're gonna to get in here. We have five minutes left. There's so much to ask you. Okay, so yeah. maybe you can come back on another episode. How, what's the importance of social media for your business? Remember, we're talking to Brian Stanley, uh, Inspect KC. He's a licensed home inspector. Uh, if you have any questions for Brian, where can they find you? You can go to inspectkc.com and find all of our contact information there. What about social media platforms? So social media, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. What's the handle? At Brian Stanley. S-T-A-N-D-L-E-Y. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on Facebook as well, and Inspect KC's on Facebook. So you can find us in any of those places. How many followers do you have on TikTok? So on TikTok, I just looked before we started, and I'm at 51... 1,500 followers. 51,500 followers. Now, TikTok is no longer for teens. TikTok is for all of us. And let me tell you this, your 51,500 followers, after this episode, you're going to 100,000. Well, I hope so. Totally, for sure. I look forward to it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the importance of social media for our businesses and your business, you're killing it on social media. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I love watching you. You're funny, you're fun. I, I want to engage with you. I couldn't wait till you got to my kitchen. Right. And I think that that is the number one thing that social media can do for your brand or your business is it makes you relatable. It kind of puts you out there. So the number of times I'll come up and the the clients, they feel like they already know me. They want to do business with me because they feel like they know me. And that's the power of social media. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it's not all smoke and mirrors. It's really, this is me. That's right. You know, this is me on my social media. This is Brian on his, and I'm delighted you're here. Let's finish these off. We just have a couple of minutes. Um, do you prefer butterscotch, or, well, caramel or hot fudge? I will go with both. the caramel. Oh, both. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. You're the hot fudge guy. All right. So um, Kansas City Caramel, this is not, but I want to plug uh, Kansas City Caramel, Terry Kastrup, uh, K- KansasCityCaramel.com, or is it plural? Car- 
Kansas City, I think it's KansasCityCarmel.com. Uh, please uh, look into Terry's caramels and use her caramel sauce, but uh, she is actually on vacation this week. But we're just going to drizzle like such. The, the fudge is a little thick. Oh, no, you're not drizzling. So we'll kind of be dolloping dollop. that. Just, there we go. Yeah. That one's a little heavy with the hot That's fudge. okay, because we're going to just douse it in Kahlua. Would you like some Kahlua? I would. We're going to hold these up for, uh, would you like them in a glass? Or in a oh, we can just go right over the top. I like the sound. Well, first, we're going to show Alex these amazing treats. You've got a giant there. That must have been your. <laughs> you must like fudge. Um, and in honor of my sweet, sweet Aunt Letty, who I'm named after, um, here is Kahlua to you, Zia Leticia. My Zia Leticia. And a couple of spoons. There we go. Brian, thank you All so right. much for being on the show. Thank you, and I can't wait to try this. Good. You try that while I let everyone know. Please uh, download the recipes from Season 5, lettyanncom slash Season 5 Recipes. Uh, please follow us on our socials. We thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. And if we can answer any questions, or if you have any questions for Brian, please email me at um, fumble. Real Estate You with Letty Ann at LettyAnn.com. It's the fumes from the, how is it? It is amazing. And the Kahlua totally makes the dish. Does it? Good. It is so good. Cheers, everyone. The Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann.